We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And welcome to the Pacific Catch Post Game Show. Andy Lou, dare I say, game of the season for the Warriors? I don't know if we call it the best game. It definitely like um, most entertaining game and like to win 122, 120. Like given the state of things, given the news dropping today, I'll take it. If it's one thing that this Warriors team is good for this season, they are entertaining as fuck. This is elite level content, preseason, regular first game of this, all the way until today, Samuel, and now they're 500 again. This has been one of the most entertaining. Like you said, dude, I don't know if it's been a great season, definitely not a great season. I don't know if it's been a good season, but this is elite entertainment, and we'll get into it, but let me just start by saying, from Jordan Poole's terrible shot to Steph getting ejected to Jordan Poole hitting the game winner. That is, I mean, that's Warriors 2022, 2023. That's what it is. It, it really is. Um, I can't believe they ejected. I, I guess I, I get it. It's a rule. You throw something. It's just like, quintessential, like, you know, you're out. But like, geez, it, it's just like, yeah. <laughs> It's still kind of jarring to see, you know, in in general. And you know, you you saw why he got mad. He was all he was all annoyed that Jordan Poole took a terrible shot in a tight game. Um, but hey, they came out with the win. Hey, hey, you know the thing. The thing about that play is I wasn't really that surprised that this happens. The Warriors they have found the most creative way to lose games this season. We can start mm-hmm. naming all of them. It literally happened against the Nets, Boston. Every single game, they find a way to lose it in crunch time. So, of course, of course, the game that Steph is actually playing well in crunch time because it's been a few games since he's done that and then gets kicked out because of Jordan Poole, which I don't think that's something we've ever seen. Of course, this is the one that they treat like a Disney movie where Jordan Poole is the (laughs) one that redeems himself at the end and gets the play. Uh, I just... I sat there. I didn't really even celebrate after the game ended. I just sat there and I was just like, I felt tired and I didn't play. That's <laughs> what I felt like. Insane. Insane. That was wild. Um, I think the other, so, so there's a few things we could talk about here about this Gri- Grizzlies game. Let's talk about it. Um, 
First, Wiggins didn't play, did which was kind of disappointing. You know, he's been subpar since he came back from the injury, and you know, being out with illness doesn't help. Did you know that Wiggins and Kuminga have only played 61 total minutes together this season? Really? Wow. It kind of, it makes sense because Kuminga was out of the rotation at the beginning of the season. The minute he breaks into the rotation, Wiggins gets hurt. The minute Wiggins comes back, Kuminga gets hurt. And now they're both healthy. And I mean, hopefully this is just like a one, you know, a one day flu type of situation for Wiggins. But it's like, don't you feel like when you watch the Warriors, whether they make a move or not, they the Steph, Clay, Draymond with Wiggins and Kuminga lineup has to be the one that they go to and try because that's probably their best chance of being able to defend. So my biggest takeaway from this game, and we were testing about it, is that is that they cannot play consistent defense with Steph, Clay, and Poole on the floor at the same time. And I know those guys love each other, and I know they 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 played well together even last season. But they're explosive. What, they are. They can be. They can mm-hmm. be. But they can also turn the ball over twenty five times a game, which is what they did tonight. And I think that's, to your point, that's it, man. I think we're seeing Kaminga's rise. And Jordan Poole's risen. He is a good basketball player. But Kaminga's rise as a two-way force, um, I, I think, does require the Warriors to start him with Wiggins, with Draymond. If you're not going to start Looney, which feels like they've kind of moved away from that for now, uh, I don't know if you can start Jordan Poole because, I don't know. That the, like, I, I don't want to be the bear. I mean, they just won a huge game, but... You watch this, no way you watch this game and you're like, you, you can't have those three guys on the floor together. You just can't if you want to make consistent stuff. And it doesn't mean that Bull's not going to get us 30 plus minutes. They still need him to score buckets. But just imagining a Wiggins Kaminga wing, it, it's like watching Andre Godala back in the day. Remember when, when you'd have yeah. multiple, multiple wings on the floor? And that's what the Warriors need. That's what every team needs. Yeah. I mean, so let, let's get into that. So they're, they're clearly moved Looney to the bench because they feel like. They have two centers, Draymond and Looney, and you know one of them needs to be on the floor, so it's easiest to do it that way. Um, but they don't have enough wings to play that type of basketball right now, which is the issue. To your point, like I, I do think as fun as Steph, Poole, and Clay together is when they're hot, it, it makes sense why Steve Kerr likes to use it, or at least last year, only in like small doses. Like, it's a great throw it out there for three, four minutes to just, like, hypercharge teams type of lineup. It probably shouldn't be the starting lineup. But, like, look, man, I get it. Nothing's gone consistent for this team all season. Yeah, he's, just, right he, he's just searching. He's searching for everything at this point. Um, you want to talk Kuminga because we're kind of dancing around it a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I uh, got the start today. He's been playing pretty well. Honestly, I thought he had a rough one guarding jaw, but you know, that's a, that's a, that's a big jump. Yeah. It's a big jump. I think the thing that I really liked about Kuminga is the same thing I've liked about him the last couple of games, which is his offense is starting to come around, man. Um, he's starting to figure out how he can use his athleticism to have an impact in this offense. Like he's kind of, he's understanding how to cut. He's passing the ball well, and he's just, he's using his athleticism to get to the rim instead of, uh, you know, early on when he wanted to kind of like dribble, dribble, let's see if I can get into a mid range. And like, you know, he's, he's not going to get that role on this team. That's for sure. I think the defense is going to be better when he has other yeah. guys defensively around him. Cause he is not a, um, 
he is not a uh, gravitational force defensively. Maybe not yet. Maybe not ever. But he is singularly good defensively right now. Yeah. Um, but mm-hmm. the Warriors don't have multiple people that can help him. So sometimes it does does get bad. I think, like, for example, that last play with Draymond jumping in the air and fouling Jaw. It's like, dude, what are mm-hmm. we doing there? And but you know, that that happens, especially for someone as good of him. So that's okay. But um, I think you're the right. Four the assists, big, by the way, pop for me today. So that's the big one. Offensively, mm-hmm. he looks so comfortable. It's a little I I, I can't name some like like I, Sam, I can't name when he like where everything clicked for him, but something happened along the way. And when he came back from injury, it's like nothing freaking changed. Uh, he's becoming a, a really good cutter, good slasher, and then offensive rebounder, like similar to the way we saw Andrew Wiggins do it. It's obvious uh, that's what coaching, that's what the coaches are telling him to do. And uh, forever, for for whatever reason, he's just decided to start doing it. Um, I think. You know, some people have been frustrated with why he hasn't gotten minutes. And I think that is part of it, right? Like, I think he hasn't gotten minutes because he hasn't done those things. Isn't yeah. it? He doesn't I get mean, minutes because he, he's doing things that the coaches don't want, so he doesn't get minutes. So now that he's doing it, it's kind of like chicken to the egg, kind of. But it's pretty cool to see now. I will say this. Um, if you have issues with Steve Kerr's development, uh, Kuminga is kind of like in the pro Steve column uh, because – he wasn't doing the things that the coaching staff wanted. He got the tough love and he responded to it and he's a better player today because of it. You know, it's just abundantly clear to me, like something clicked for him to buy into the offense, really just buy into the concept of less is more. Like if you give the ball up, you're going to get an easier shot. You know, Uh, if you run, you're going to get rewarded and you're going to get some easy dunks and stuff like that. And, um, and, you know, earlier on, he was kind of wanting to show all the different things he do, like most young players do. So I think that kind of uh, plays into it a little bit, too. We have a, uh, hey, th- by the way, that that baseline fadeaway that he shot, and, and I know he doesn't get many ISOs, but whew, I had a little, oh, man, I had a little, little, little KD flashback. You know, it makes me miss him. Oh, <laughs> my God. Yeah, yeah, let's do this one. This is a good one. From William Mitchell, we got a super chat here. The Grizzlies are the dumbest good team I've ever seen. Thank God they're in the West. I called the Grizzlies Gen Z Lob City. I'm, I'm leaning all the way into that. They are such frauds. I'm sorry. Uh, last year, I thought that they were ascending because I thought the Suns were even yeah, bigger you were frauds. All in last year. You were all yeah, in last year on the Grizz. I've thought about it, and it's mostly because I think the Suns are even bigger super frauds. But that does not make the Grizzlies less fraudulent. Um <laughs> I don't know if the Warriors are going to get their season back on track and be in it, but I feel very confident Memphis will not win the West. It, like I would put money that Memphis does not come out of the West without like the weirdest rash of injuries, including like Jokic and stuff like that. Because they, they're just, they don't execute. They're like a young team who wins games because of their athleticism, but they don't actually, they can't play serious playoff basketball you know what i'm saying so they have two problems for me um i don't know if i'm in on the fraud stuff they annoy me so i'm with you on the gen z lob city stuff they talk a lot and they don't win a lot that's that stuff i'm all in on uh the one thing i think jaron jackson is so good so maybe one day he fixes all the bad fouls he makes that's number one and the number two do john atrocious defensively Jordan Poole is pretty bad on defense. John Moran is awful. And part of that is just 
maybe just want to try. We've seen this stuff with every lead guard forever. Um, so maybe they fix those two things, Sam, but uh, they talk a lot. They talk a lot for a team that how many, how many playoff series has they won? Can you remind me how many playoff series they've won this core together? One. <laughs> the one. answer is one. The answer is in six one. Games. In six games against a team that had was probably dumber than them, which is impressive because they have Carl Anthony Which Towns is even young, and younger. Russell. Yeah. <laughs> younger and dumber. You know what I mean? So, like, in, in that game, and in, in that series, Minnesota outplayed them uh, more than half a game. So, I don't know what to make fun of this. Make I don't know what to make of this Memphis team outside of uh, would you rather have their future or the New Orleans Pelicans future? Because those teams are the two teams. Anyway, I don't know. It's a weird conversation, but the Grizz are <laughs> a weird, weird team. From our guy, Paratosh, we reckon Kuminga will ever become as good as Lamb. <laughs> um, we didn't talk about Lamb. Uh, I think actually Do Lamb we has to. Well, I, I feel like he's the perfect summation, and we've hit on this before, uh, for Steve Kerr's discontent with the roster. Yeah. Uh, Anthony Lamb it played 19 minutes tonight. I thought he played more than that. <laughs> Honestly, he played he played as well as you could expect Anthony Lamb to play. He had five rebounds. Yeah. He Correct. he he had some smart uh, drives to the rim, finished inside. I don't I never know how he finishes inside because he's more like six four than six seven and he gets no lift but you know he finds a way um and he plays because he's a wing who gets what they want to do not because he's the most talented player on the team and i feel like it's just steve kerr like begging like if you get me an nba caliber version of this guy we will be really good but since i don't have one i have to play him yeah they asked them pregame. They asked Steve pregame if Wiseman was going to get minutes, something along the lines. He's just like, nope. You know, Jermichael. By the way, Jermichael has looked pretty good since he's come back, which is nice. Mm-hmm. I mean, if they put him in the lineup where he's playing the four or five full time and with shooters around them, he he's actually playing pretty well, which is nice to see. Um, can I can I just make the ask for Patrick Baldwin Jr. Can I can can I can we just see more of PBJ? I know that. Maybe he's not. He's a rookie, so he's he might be bad defensively, and maybe he's not making the right rotations, right? Maybe he just does dumb stuff that Steve Kerr hates. Um, but Sam, I need this. I need more Baldwin. Nineteen minutes of Anthony Lamb. Can we just convert those to Baldwin? Uh, because, dude, the guy is an actual shooter. He's an actual scorer, um, and he's got the length to play defense. It's not like Lamb is just lockdown type of defender. So anyway, I don't. I don't really want to talk that much about it outside of I would really like if Patrick Baldwin would play more minutes because he seems like a Warriors type of player more so than anybody, any of the younger guys. Uh, he seems like yeah. a Warriors type. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. 
Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shay Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Shay Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture-themed trophies for six basketball-related activities. Trophies like the Dominic Toretto I Live My Life a Quarter Mile at a Time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina Wine Mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. You mentioned uh, I won James Wiseman, so I'm going to pull up the Steve Kerr clip real quick. Uh, last time you had James available, he was in the rotation. Since he, you know, puzzle pieces have shifted around again, he's uh, presumably, I assume, back tonight. Um, how do you can just kind of view his role as he returns? Yeah, it's it's um, it's not easy. Um, you know, we've got a lot of guys who I would really like to play. You know, Jamichael didn't play last game. He was fantastic against Cleveland. Um, you know, we've. Uh, you know, a few games ago, decided to start smaller, which means Looney's coming off the bench. Uh, so you, you know, you you just do the math, and it's hard to get, um, you know, uh, four centers into a game. You know, you know what I think's funny, Andy. Oh, God. Two weeks ago, Steve Kerr is publicly campaigning for a big man saying I'm worried about Dre and Looney holding up, which like is fair. They don't have backups, right? We were just talking about Anthony lamb. Right. Um, and then now he gets Wiseman back and he's saying, ah, too many bigs don't have room for him. It makes me think the problem is not having a big it's having a competent basketball player i uh to at this point we've got how many more days one two three maybe i can count on my hands at this point two 15 weeks 15 days 15, 15 days. days actually this when this episode is released yes two weeks 14 days two weeks until you knew exactly what i was gonna say two weeks until the trade deadline i got uh, i got a calendar <laughs> well, i'm marking down the fucking seconds Two weeks, and uh, it feels like Steve Kerr is on his his plea. He's doing his plea publicly, right? He's doing his thing, what you just said. Um, and Steph can Curry. You remem- what's can you remember him ever being this public w- it, with regards to pleading for moves? For something, for anything? I don't think Steve Kerr ever, does, ever pleads for anything publicly. He doesn't do that stuff. He never talks about refs, right? He never talks about fouls. He doesn't do any of that stuff. He's, so, he's, yeah, it is shocking. He's typically had a roster where he doesn't have to. Well, or he's at a roster that's so bad. He's like, why even bother? <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's true. You, you might have just answered your own question. Yeah. But uh, 
But Steph and Bob are at it too. And, and, and to me, it's like those three guys are at it right now. Who the hell do you think is leaking this stuff to Anthony Slater? Uh, and we'll get to his article uh, today. Uh, Bob Myers, right? The Bob Myers smoke literally went from nothing. I, I would, I, I bet you that nobody knew Bob Myers was in his last year of his contract before the season started. I, I bet you no, like majority of fans. Well, did G- not know I mean, G- All GM contracts aren't a public thing, so nobody, yeah. yeah. And before cares. that Woj, before that Woj report, it's you That's just kind of assume. You just kind of. But assume. even then, but even then, nobody cared. Like the Woj stuff came up, and everyone's like, "Yeah, whatever. Let's keep it moving." And then in the past week or so, it's become like, all right, let's hammer this stuff in. Let's get let's get Slater on it. Let's get MT on it. Let's get the athletic, the New York put like everybody on this. And now uh and now they're kind of taking shots at like I just I find that stuff interesting. I, I find that yeah, I yeah, find yeah. the time so, convenient. So please let's let's provide some context here. Okay, so friend of the show, Anthony Slater and Marcus Thompson, two longtime light years goons. Um, <laughs> had a article today and you know we we could speculate about where who said what I mean I'm gonna I'm gonna pull up some of the quotes to be honest that's probably the better way to put it but there's a lot of poignant stuff in there that's like the biggest thing like you you get you get a section in this article where they're discussing how Steph would be very unsettled if uh, if Bob Myers was not retained. There's a section in there that is discussing how Joe Lacob is more and more involved in personnel choices. There's a section in the article discussing about how there's not enough um, veterans on the team to, to help them compete. And it's just, you know, I can't really think of a time where, and it's clear this is coming from the Warriors, from other people in the Warriors, and we can guess which players or coaches or whoever. I can't think of a time where they've leaked stuff with the intent of putting pressure on their own management. That's kind of like a LeBron move. Yeah, that's exactly what this is. I mean, there's no other way. To, the Warriors are trying to get their own Rui Hachimura. Uh, by the way, it looked pretty good tonight. The Lakers game, I was watching that on the second screen. Not bad. Uh, that's what it feels like. It's it's what it feels like, and it's not something that the Warriors have ever done because it comes off, uh, it, it comes off dysfunctional. Is actually is what it is. It comes off dysfunctional. It comes off kind of desperate. It comes off like, hey man, like what's going on in your house type of thing. And I don't, I don't think we've ever gotten that from the Warriors. Not to say that those guys have never uh, gotten at each other's throats, right, or ever disagreed or anything. But to have this stuff leak out the way, way this has, like you're saying, when was the last time we ever got something like this come out? And it's not like. I mean, if you go, you guys go ahead and read the whole article in the Athletic. There, it's not like they're they're not torching Joe Lacob per se, but they're pretty much calling him. They're pretty much blaming it on him. Like they're saying that he's now meddling as much as ever before. And by the way, the third goon at the Athletic, the third friend of the show, Tim Kawakami, has kind of gone from kind of protecting, I think, Joe Lacob a little bit now to saying, "Hey, here are all the mistakes that the Warriors front office has made." So I just. All that is uh there's been a consistent trail. They're all very consistent reporters, which makes one think, you know, they're hearing it behind the scenes from coaches, from players. Like they're not guys who make stuff up. So yeah, it was it's pretty pointed. Um, to me, the whole tone of the article came across with like, we're the ones who won four chips, we're the ones who made this brand 
we're the ones who made this team a dynasty. Give us a fair fighting chance and stop with this like little like two timeline BS project. That's the way it came across to me. Even with the Bob Meyer stuff, um, did you get the opinion, Bob's like, if this is how it's going to be, I'd rather just step away. Like, I don't really like it. I, yes. Almost like I've earned the right to end this the way I want to end this. So let me make decisions the way I want to do it instead of like, I have to like kick guys out before it's clear that they're done. That's exactly yeah. what it, it, that is exactly. So my, my thing about Bob is not about the money. It's not about, uh, it's not about, he doesn't, I don't think he wants to go anywhere. Like I thought he doesn't want to go somewhere else. He doesn't want to go to Philly. He doesn't want to go to maybe LA. He doesn't want to go to Minnesota. He doesn't want to go to those other places. His thing is you are not going to make me choose Wiseman over Draymond. You are not going to make me choose Jordan Poole over Klay Thompson. You are not going to make me choose trading, moving off one of these veteran players that I have a super close. They're essentially family almost, the way that they've been together and gone through the wars. And Bob Myers is telling Joe, like, yeah, this is a business, but I'm not going to do this business. You're not paying me enough to do this fucking It's just not. The, hey, the bigger when you hear Bob talk, he's the most emotional dude. We always make fun of him, right? He's the most emotional dude ever. He's the he's the guy that I think emotionally you're not going to get him to say, yeah, Clay's contract is awful. Let's move off of him. Or Draymond doesn't want to come back for less. Let's just let him go. I just don't think Bob wants – Bob's going to say, if you're going to do that, don't let me be a part of that. Yeah, or, I mean, or just, yeah, dude, we won a title last year. These guys still have another shot or two at this, so what are we doing here? What are we – like, <laughs> we should be all in right now. It's that simple, right? Like, it's not really – not really worth it's not really worth thinking about it deeper than that like a normal person goes we won the title we are returning the core let's put the right role players around them to win it not whatever the hell this is which is let's see if we can let's see if we could show how smart we are you know and the thing is there's actually so much they can do um with the pieces that they have it's it's not like they're stuck between a rock and a hard place. We just saw what the Lakers did. And I, look, anytime you're comparing yourself to Lakers front office, and that's not a great thing here, but they did trade a scrub in, you know, 16 seconds that you could just buy back for Rui Hachimura and just took a shot, a free swing there. Not saying the Warriors should do that, but there is stuff that you can try to do. And as far as, as far you as can the trade Moses read, Mute Moody, you can trade James Wiseman. You know, like these are the, it's, it's stuff like that. Like you, you don't think, I don't know that this is the one you want, but like you don't think Moses Moody would have topped the offer of Kendrick Nunn and second round picks for Rui Hachimura. You know what I mean? Like those are things they could have done. For example, um, it would hurt. Although, me I don't know if Moses. It would hurt I don't know me if I want to do that one. But, but. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say it would hurt. But no, your point. It's not that they can't do anything. That's the point. It's not that they can't do anything. And there, Sam sources. Look, it's not telling me my. It's not like the Warriors are in conversations. So we'll see. Again, two weeks. Hey, real quick before I know we got to get to the goons voicemails at some point here. I mm-hmm. find it's hilarious. So the Warriors are twenty four and twenty four. Uh, guess how many games the Warriors are behind fourth, and how many games they are ahead of thirteenth. Guess how many? It's the same exact amount. Uh, three in each direction. <laughs> nope, one point five. Oh yeah, well between four and thirteen, three games. You're <laughs> oh, right. Oh Jesus! Wow. Yeah, yeah, no, so I, just to be to be clear, I was guessing three in each direction. So even <laughs> well, they so are one, one point. Yep, yep. 
And that's in some ways, this makes it more maddening because in a normal year, I could understand, all right, we're 500. We're not like realistically in it, but they are realistically in it. They are very close to having home court in the first round if they just get their stuff together a little bit. I actually think they will get it together. I actually think they will get it together, but it is frustrating to watch games like tonight. Even mm. though the Warriors won, it is frustrating to watch games like tonight. Just we're not, we didn't even talk about the games, Sam, because I don't know. I feel like we've we've do shows after every game. I think we've seen this game a million times, but I don't know. At some point, they've got to figure something out. But hey, they're still in it. They've got win it. You look at their schedule; it's pretty winnable. It's not a they don't got a they don't got a hellscape schedule in front of them. But you know, we've said that what four different sets, <laughs> four separate occasions this season. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Let's, we got a couple other questions here. Let's get to real quick. Um, from awesome bane is a fraud nerds like him but unimpressed i think bane's a good player but he someone was noting it on playback he never plays well against the warriors you notice that like have has there been a desmond don't you feel like when you turn on the grizzlies on league pass desmond bane's always playing well then you watch against the warriors and it's like two for 11 five points it's weird it's weird, and I know I know exactly, and I think he has this weird thing that he can dribble a little bit, so it makes him kind of more dangerous, but he also doesn't shoot quick. You know how Clay's thing is he can't dribble, but he shoots it so fast and he's so tall that it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. He's going to get that shot off, and I think Desmond Bain has kind of drawn some Clay comparisons, but his shot is slow. And it's he is not super super tall, and it's not like he has a. Is he just odd. JJ Redick, who's who has a lap pull down in his living room, like <laughs> just, just doing large, just he's large, just, just got the rowing machine, just doing Lats back all day. back and all day. That's Boy's about big. it. Boy's big. I just I don't. know. He's a weird weird player. I do like him. I same with Jaws. Same with uh, same with Jaron Jackson. Um, but Bain does seem like someone that is probably a little smarter. I don't know. Jaron Jackson is. He is an enigma, man. You talk about frauds. I don't think Jaron's a fraud, but he makes no sense. I know he was teammates with Jordan Poole. Hey, maybe that makes sense because those both of those guys kind of play out of control at all times and just do stupid shit. Maybe that was that's why it makes my, sense that my theory on, were teammates. My theory on Jaron is they're asking him to cover for a lot of guys who don't defend. Maybe maybe I'm wrong on that one. Maybe I'm giving him too much credit, but it's it, you do tend to foul when the guys around. Like, come on, Brandon Clark. Not a defender, you know. Um, Desmond Bain, fine. Jaw, not a defender. Like it, it's a lot of dudes who it's it's all. It, this all goes back to why I don't think the Grizzlies are particularly legitimate anymore. It's like there are a bunch of dudes who who are athletic who kind of run through games in the regular season. Yeah, yeah. Eugene Lamb equals less athletic. Ubre Jamichael equals tall Wanamaker. Lamb has very has some very, and I know exactly when he sent this in and what he's thinking about. 
Uh, six seconds left in the third quarter. Ball gets inbounded to Anthony Lamb, and he dribbles up the court, push off behind the back, turns it over. Classic. Meanwhile, Steph is clapping at him in the backcourt trying to get the ball. Classic. Except Oubre is good looking. Lamb kind of looks, I don't know. I don't have anything for the Wanamaker one, Sam. From Solomon, I'm fine in the West. That's what you get. That's what you get, Ja. I, I, I like to like Ja. I enjoy John Rand, but just when he talks, it's bad. Yeah. Um, yes, I like this one. I really like this one. Okay. I will from I will keep saying the Grizz will never win until Brooks is gone. He can he handicaps them constantly and misses shots at the end of games all the time. This is the one. He basically plays like a, a spaced out, even more spaced out Clay Thompson, except he doesn't shoot forty percent from three. So I have no idea what he's thinking out there. He's an insane person. I hope one day the Memphis Grizzlies realize that, but I don't know. I still don't think he's towards the top of their problems, which actually speaks to more of their problems. Like, what is what is so the top of their problems? What is the top of the problem? They, they can't the, defend. They can't. Like, he's their best defender. Yeah. It, you're not a serious team if Dylan Brooks is mandatory defense for you. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's kind of what it comes down to for me. Like, who else on that roster is a good perimeter defender? Yeah, perimeter. I mean, I, I assume they were hoping. Hey, obviously, Jaron's the best defender. Yes. I mean, it was supposed to be him, but you see how bad Zaire Williams was signing? You talk about, like, a sophomore slump. I mean, we're watching Moses Moody essentially be out of the rotation. Yeah, it's kind of the same Williams, thing, right? I mean, yeah. he was good last season, too. Solid, young. Athletic, promising. Promising, for sure, yeah. yeah. Young, though. It's what happens when you're freaking 20 years old, man. It's what happens. Well... That's their fault. Um, <laughs> That's their problem. I mean, they're still second in the West, I guess. Third in the West, whatever. Oh, they're going to finish top three seed. I'm not I, that that we know for sure will happen. They're going to get their wins. Now, the question is the Warriors. Is this, by the way, do you see Steph? Steph throwing um, uh, Jordan Poole through his mouthpiece when he saw Steph. I did. It's pretty awesome. Pretty awesome. They're having some fun there. The vibes are back. I think they. I think it's worth calling out. Like that was an ugly game. I don't even know if they should have won it, but um, they felt good about winning it. And I, you know, maybe that's the type of thing that gets a little positive momentum going yeah. forward because they need something positive, irrespective of of if a move is coming or not. And clearly, they want to move. Clearly, they do. So, yeah. clearly, um, clearly, yeah. I mean. You can't argue. You can't argue about the stuff that's been leaked out. Say, I just here. Can you help me process this? Yeah. How is it that there is not a single rumor out there of the Warriors looking to get someone? Maybe that's why. Maybe maybe that's why Steph is just like I'm fed up. I get Woj notifications all day, and it's always the Knicks, the Suns. When when are we going to be here? When am I going to hear we're getting OG? When am I going to hear oh we're in for Bogdanovich, you know, <laughs> like something like that. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe, maybe that's what it is. It's, I think it's honestly, uh, I mean, on the one hand, the Warriors have not been a rumor team in general. Like even remember the Wiggins trade, it happened within 24 hours. It was like, you heard uh, nothing, nothing, nothing. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh yeah. And the Warriors are considering trading D'Lo for Wiggins. I'm like, what? And then the next day it happens. I'm like, oh, no. 
And of God, course, that's you know, a great it, point. That's it worked out. It, it worked out for everyone, obviously. And Wiggins, uh, you know, redeemed his career and, you know, everything worked out on that front. But it was like, it did kind of happen super fast. Even the D'Lo thing happened super no, fast. No, no, no. That's exactly what I'm. So he, the thing is, the Warriors have been in the draft uh, rumor mill for so, so long. And it's all you ever hear, right? Who the Warriors like? Who the Warriors. So we've heard the Warriors those type of rumors for very well. Long we know time. we know Joe Lacob has a big board, <laughs> dude, 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 dude. I wonder. Joe like, uh, yeah, I mean, do you think he has just a life size poster of Webagama <laughs> in the office? No, dude. He has. He's looking at prospects, just like. Like like nine to twenty six, and he's just saying like these are the guys I like in the mid lottery because you know he's trying to prove that he's scouting all these guys right. So anybody can say they like Scoot Henderson, but no, not Joey. Joey's out here. He's scouting you know University of Washington and Houston, and he's saying this oh, is the like, guy. He's like, he's like Jarris Jarris Walker. That's that's oh, who we need. That's yeah, who we need. Who that is, but great, that's probably someone that he Brady liked. Dick. That's the guy we need. I'm 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 getting into my draft mode, guys. Uh, <laughs> Joe's like I, he has good wingspan, you know. I, I like him at twelve. We can steal him there. It's like, dude. The, the, here's here's the thing, and here's the other thing too. The Warriors, even if they trade Wiseman and Moody, they're still going to have Poole, Kaminga, Baldwin, and Rollins. It's four dudes, four dudes under the age of twenty three. They're still going to have four dudes, even if you trade two of them. Why do you anyway? Need, um, why do you need six? Why do you need six? Or just like if anyway, all right. It would also be none of this would matter if you didn't make a huge mistake in 2020. Like literally, that's it comes that simple. But anyway, let's get to the voicemail. So I'm in a good mood. Holy shit! Holy shit! I I hate this team. I hate this team. I hate this team. I I get so excited and they win and so pissed they lose. But that game was awesome. Jordan Poole made up for that bullshit that got stuff ejected. Whatever, like, I, I was at work, I work at a grocery store, and I, like, visibly started celebrating after Jordan Poole hit the layup, and my coworker's like, what the fuck are you doing? Because, like, I'm, like, I'm, like, wired in, like, you know, I have the headphones. Anyway, it was awesome. You know what I'd be doing after, whenever we beat, like, Memphis or Boston, I'd be going on, like, the Instagram, like, fan pages, and then, like, looking at all the comments. I, I love hating. I love hating. Anyway, great game. <laughs> Obviously, same shit. We look great. Get up against... The good teams, and we play like shit. We're just mid, but everyone out in the West is. Okay, also, you guys were, like, talking shit on the Broncos a few episodes ago, or, like, Russell Wilson, like, on, like, Niners-Cowboys, like, preview. I just want you guys to know, okay, that the Broncos are my team, which fucking sucks, but the reason, the reason that this next game is in Philly and not San Francisco is because of Russell Wilson and those Broncos. Just remember that. I love you guys. That was a good game. And I'm excited for the pod. Thanks, guys. Hey, man. Shout out. That was a great fucking call, dude. I love hating. Can we get okay, producer tip? Can we cut that one out and just put it somewhere in the next spot? I love hating. Love it. I love it. Let's go. Let's hit the hey, next guys, one. Daniel, um, first time calling into the voicemail. Um, not to say too much about Stephen Poole. Um, ridiculous. But I just have a question for you guys. <laughs> Why don't you think Lacob can't just claim victory? on Kaminga. Like, it's it's hard to hit on first-round picks, and, and J.K. looks good. He's been playing well since he's gotten back from injury. 
and like Wiseman wishing the best, but you know, it seems like Steve's not going to play him that much, and, and you know, it might just be time to move on. But hey, hitting hitting one out of two, you know, lottery picks and, and Moody still a question mark isn't that bad. So I'm just wondering, like, why can't Joe claim victory on Kaminga and do what's best for the team, pick up some bets, and, and then we can all move forward into the playoff run. Love you guys. I uh, hope it's a good show, and we'll, we'll be tuning in tomorrow. Love it. Why can't a super successful businessman who's won a bunch of gambles his whole life admit defeat? Hmm. I don't know. I kind of, I still kind of have faith that they're going to do something before the deadline. Um, I just think, uh, I just think we're, we're, we're like officially hitting like it's time, you know, like we've, it's gone on long enough. We've tried long enough. It's time to call it what it is. This one works. This one doesn't time to, to go all in, you know, before we leave the update, because we, had, we're going to end every show uh this year uh with an update there are now 24 warriors wins this season sam there are now more wins than golden state warriors podcast which is now at 23 nice once the point forward podcast comes out tomorrow we will be tied again but for now the warriors have one more game <laughs> Then they delay have that, to use pot. Delay that. Delay that pot, Andre. Delay it. <laughs>